Good afternoon and welcome back to the Messy Financial Podcast. Today is Monday, June 20th. I'm Felipe Medina, Certified Financial Planner, Senior Vice President at IHG Wealth Management. And I'm Chad Sewell, Certified Financial Planner, Senior Vice President with IHG Wealth Management. And like always, before we jump into some of the topics for today's discussion, we just have to satisfy our compliance. So Information mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. IHT is a registered investment advisor with the SEC. And now that we've got that satisfied and completed, Chad, I think, you know, we really wanted to send out a podcast today. I know we had just recently sent out a market update to a lot of our clients, but with, with a lot of the sloppy messiness with going on with the market, we just wanted to kind of send something out, kind of talk to you about some of the things that we're seeing, um, some of the crazy, and I can say craziness that we've seen in the market and kind of talk to you about what we're seeing and what's going on. So with that, you know, one of the things that I've kind of been paying attention to uh, a lot is obviously with this downturn is we've seen it's been unprecedented in both its speed and its breadth of the market. Uh, We've actually seen more than 90% of their stocks in the S&P 500 fall on as of Thursday. It's the fifth time in the past seven days we've seen that happen. And since 1928, uh, since they've been tracking stuff like this, we've had actually zero precedence for this. So we've never had that happen. So this is some of the most overwhelming display of selling that we've seen in the history of, of the market. So pretty crazy. And as of uh, Friday's close, the S&P's down 22.3. The NASDAQ's down about 31. The bond ag index is down 12. The long-term treasury's down 23 and a half. So We've really, really seen some unprecedented selling selling pressure. Uh, one of the things that I, I know that we've talked about that I came across that I that I thought was pretty interesting was that currently only two percent of the stocks in the S and P are above their fifteen day fifty day moving average, and eleven percent are above their two hundred day moving average. So with that, we've only ever seen the two percent or below above their fifty day moving averages on six times in the history of the market, and those were in nineteen ninety, two thousand two, two thousand eight. 2011, 2018, and and as recently as 2020, uh, before it happened just this last week. So, but the one thing I found most interesting about all those instances is that only three of them came in the midst of recession. 2002 came just after a recession, obviously of the 2000, 2001 dot com. Um, 2011 and 2018 weren't really anywhere near a recession, but 1990, 2008, 2020 all came in the midst of a recession. So. What does that say for right now? It, it really just says that we really don't know what we're going to see here in the, in the near future. Uh, but there's a lot of other things that we're looking at. With, with regards to that chat, is there anything particular that you're taking a look at or uh, that are showing some interest to you? Well, I think in terms of statistics, you know, as whenever things are going, it seems like on the extremes really well or really poorly, which obviously we've been on the really poorly side lately with the market. It feels like the analytics start to reign supreme and you're looking for either where you see tops or where you see bottoms. And it, there have been a few things that I've, I've looked over over the last um, 
really the last week here because um, Monday of last week, the market finally closed and officially became a bear market. And so, you know, that, that term bear market can be um, a concerning uh, title. And, you know, then there's the, the concern of how long is this going to last and where, when are we going to see a bottom and, and what have you. And so looking back historically on former bear markets and actually even former bull markets, I think there's some interesting, you know, anecdotal points that we can draw to and, and get some confidence in where we're going moving forward. Um, the first thing that was interesting in, in some, some notes, notes that I have here is that the bull market that we just had, so the bull market ends once the bear market begins and uh, it lasted only 21 months, right? So from the March, 2020 lows, which was March 23rd, 2020 to the highs, which was January 3rd, 2022, it took us 21 months to get there. Um, that is the quickest, or I should say one of the quickest um, bull markets we've ever seen. Um, you have on the median for, for bull markets is about 50 months and the average comes in right about 60 months. So almost five years and we had less than two years. So a really quick bull market. Um, obviously, as we know, that bull market from the March lows to the January highs of this year um, was had extremely strong returns that actually doubled from where it was to where it ended. Um, so really good return, but in a really short period of time. Uh, now that we're in a bear market, one of the things that I looked at was just over the last 40 years, there've been in total, including this one, 10 different bear markets. And if you take the, those other nine, six of those bear markets, um, lasted fewer months than what we're currently in. So, you know, like looking at from, as an example, in 1987, you had one that ran from August uh, 1987 to December of 1987. In 1990, you had from July to October. In 98, we had from uh, July just to August. Um, and they're sprinkled in here. But of so six other instances, the bear market lasted less time than our current bear market, which again starts January 1st, or I'm sorry, January 3rd of this year. So um, June 13th, I think was the official day. Yeah, one week ago from today uh, when we entered the market or uh, entered a bear market. And so what, and, and I think this is going to be the direction that we're going to head with uh, this podcast moving forward is now that we've entered into a bear market, and given what we've been saying this whole year, what does that mean for us moving forward? Um, there, I'm sure a, a, different, a, a ton of different publications have been addressing this idea of what happens when we go into a bear market. And there's a ton of different um, data points to run. But I think one of the neat things is when you look at the S&P 500, so just as, it's in, as the index itself, um, when the index actually moves into a bear market, a year later, the median gain for the S&P is 23.8% or just round up and we'll say 24%. So from the day it enters and any you know lower return thereafter until um, one year later, you're getting something around 23, 24%. And so 
part of this, and I think this is the direction we'll, we'll head now, is saying it's been really bad and, and quite honestly, even worse than what we had anticipated. Felipe, I know we were talking about this and I didn't, I didn't hear if you, you, you dropped this number, but you know, we, we pointed to April to June as being a really volatile time and, and you know, we were going to see some selling pressure. What has happened in this April to June timeline was far worse than what we even anticipated. And what I mean by that is, is as of the close of business on Fridays, uh, the um, June 17th, the market of the 11 weeks since April started 10 of those weeks, the market's been down, which is the, f- the first time this happened in 50 years. So it's been historical levels of selling that have led us to the spot. But where we are in this, and I think we'll, we'll talk about some, some reasons behind this, is we feel the market now, and given historical data, is set to start bottoming here very soon. And then we should see some pretty product, productive returns moving forward. Um, any thoughts that you're having around either anything I was just going over, Felipe, or, or kind of what you're seeing and where we're moving from here? No, yeah, that's great, Chad. That's, that's great you know, information that you put out there. But you know, I just had this conversation, I think, with a client on Friday when I was asking them, you know, I was taking into perspective, you know, how good the last five to 10 years has been in the market. And even with this, this 22% drawdown we've had in the S&P this year, you know, I was asking him if we can, if he had any idea where, you know, the five-year rate of return had been over the last five years. And, you know, his number was, was pretty low, uh, but just to kind of put it in context that, you know, markets are, you know, the market goes in cycles and we have these down cycles. Now this one's been particularly bad and, and particularly violent, but our average rate of return over the last five years, including now is still averaging almost 13 and a half percent, which if you think back is still above historical averages. So we're still seeing really good numbers, but kind of like, like you said, let's kind of, you know, we've talked about where we were, what we saw, what we kind of saw, but let's kind of talk about some of the things that we could possibly see moving forward. And are, are there any reasons to, reasons to be optimistic or should we be on the pessimistic side? So I know we've kind of talked and everyone knows some of the, the pessimistic side of things and headwinds that are out there with Ukraine and inflation and the Fed. And we've talked about those kind of, you know, multiple, multiple different times in podcasts and in market updates. So I guess we can kind of touch on some of the reasons to maybe be a little optimistic. And, and when we say that the market's going through a bottom or a bottoming process, it's, 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 it's important to indicate that it's a process, right? And it's not something that's just going to happen today or tomorrow or all of a sudden it's a bottom. And, and we, what we think will happen or you know, what we're, we're seeing hopefully happen is the market kind of goes down to certain levels and then bounces off those certain levels and then comes back down to those levels. And that's kind of the process where they retest those lows and, and things like that. And, and it's like I said, it's, it's important to anticipate it's a process. It's not a one-time thing that happens. So when we're looking at reasons to maybe be optimistic moving forward, you know, what we can see that we think it could be happening is the, you know, the, the rates, the, the interest rates in the U.S. dollar could be peaking out. You know, the rise, you know, in both the U.S. dollar strength and, and the rates have coincided with the stock's weakness and particularly real estate, real rates are just screaming to the upside, right? 30-year lies, uh, the 30-year yield lies now right at the peak of where it was in 2018. So we could be seeing a little bit of, of, uh, of a resistance there and, and could see some downside that could help. You know, uh, we've also seen some sector rotations out of certain areas and, and the areas that have been hit the hardest, which is obviously the NASDAQ and, and the big, big 
tech stocks like Fang and those have begun to start doing pretty well. Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Netflix were down about three to three and a half, or excuse me, three to five percent roughly last last five days, while the S and P and and uh, the Nasdaq were down nine and ten percent. So we're starting to see some people saying, "Wow, these these big tech names are are pretty cheap uh, relative to where they have been," and, and starting to scoop those up versus the market. Also, we're seeing uh, the first time in a while some weakness in energy and and, and WTI and energy stocks starting to roll over a little bit, and they were down significantly over the last few days. So those could also be some things that could possibly be positive uh, in the near term if we start to see energy start to roll over. Also, we've starting to see you know what they call equity put call ratios. That's where the where you're looking at how many people are trying to add protection or buy upside uh, possibilities in the market. They're at levels uh, that we haven't seen since March of 2020, which coincided to the bottom of, of that market, of that, of that pullback. So we're seeing a lot of things uh, that there could be some plays to where we might be seeing some upside here. But like Chad said, I think this is more of a time frame type of thing where this process is going to happen, you know, over the next few weeks. Uh, it's not going to be a couple of days. We, we could see some some pops uh, in, in the S&P over the next you know week or so. But I think it's going to be something that's moving not into not just uh, end of June, but probably into July and, and maybe even the beginning of September. So. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, to that point, there's just what you just said there, Felipe, there's two things I would or at least one main point that I would um, expand on is I think what in terms of the extreme selling pressure that we felt um, and, and likely from where we're at, where we're positioned, we're probably not going to feel the level of, of what we felt in terms of, you know, multiple, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Or like um, where we're having three or 4% down days is something that extreme is likely not to, to be where we're at to finish out this month. Um, probably just overall, as I said, in the last, um, market update email. One of the points that I made was that 3,800 on the S and P looked to be a really strong support level. And we had already seen it bounced off it. And so it would give, um, level of confidence that that was going to hold well last or about a week and a half ago. Um, I think it was June 8th, uh, the, or June 7th or somewhere around the June 8th, June 9th, something like that. The market sold off as a big sell off with, with the concerns around what the inflation readings were going to come in at. And that pushed us below that 3,800 number. And so, as I said in the email, that the next logical support level was 3,500. And I think, um, it, actually, let me take one more step back here. The market update that I sent out back in May, what I, I said to my clients is that I felt we were in the eighth inning of the selling. But key in that was I said that the time was more important than necessarily the depth. And the depth has obviously been, as we've already said, far more extreme than what we initially thought. But that timeline all the way to the end of June just seemed from a, from the cycles to really hold true. And so why I bring all this up is to say, I think we're going to continue to see some selling. We might see some short-term pops, but see the selling take us all the way to the end of June, um, probably get somewhere in that range from 3,500 all the way to 3,650. Anything in between there is probably will, where we will see the market settle out at. And then you know, come July, we'll start to see some lift. But I don't think it's going to be this strong, you know, fast-paced jump from you know July first 
you know, through the end of the year, um, we still need to see some good fundamental data that's got to come out to help ease some of the concerns around inflation. And one of the things Felipe just talked about, about the price of, of energy going down, that's a big, or at least the price of, of oil going down, I should say, that, that could be a leading indicator for where we'll see inflation head um, moving forward. As I, I sent in the last email, um, you had IMF say that summertime, we'll start to see these inflation numbers roll over. And again, the key ingredient isn't necessarily that our inflationary pressures are going to fall off um, immediately, but the readings will start to drop down just because it's rate of change. And we've been facing inflation for 18 months now. And so each month that passes has a higher inflation reading and the bar is higher to jump over. And so um, if we start to see a, a degression in the price of oil, um, we should then see that at the pump. In uh, I think it was last week, Felipe Target came out. And one of the things that has been evident with regard to companies is they've been really pressing to get inventory. Um, since you know 2020, uh, businesses have struggled with keeping enough inventory in place. Well, now the opposite impact is happening where businesses are struggling with how much inventory they're having. And, and what Target's point was is that they're going to start having to put uh, items on sale to help clear their inventory. And so those little um, uh, anecdotes from big time companies will should start to play their way out to start to see some of these inflationary pressures abate, which then will mean we'll start to see a Fed that'll be less hawkish. But again, we don't see the Fed come out until um, middle to end of July. So even though the, the cyclical selling pressure that we're showing from April to June should end at the end of June, we're probably not looking at a quick ramp up. Um, and, and that just draws us back to the our point of this whole thing is, you know, there's keeping a long-term framework is extremely important in the market. This year has not been fun uh, to this point. Um, but looking at things in terms of three months, six months, 12 month returns after markets hit bear market hit a bear market. Um, they're pretty constructive and, and encouraging moving forward. And so before I wrap up with kind of my last final thoughts here, Felipe, did you have anything else that you wanted to touch on? Yeah. And I just, I know this is probably, you've had the same conversations with your clients as, as I have is again, you know, we're looking long-term here again, this is long-term investing for, for these clients. We're not, we're not trying to day trade and things like that. And since that we're really looking at your long-term health and how this this will fit into your long-term financial plan. So again, I know how it's been ugly. It's been brutal. It's been painful for, for everybody uh, and definitely has, but that's why we sit down with you and look at these things over long periods of time, because again, we want to make sure that we're going to be good for the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years, not just necessarily the next year. So just try to emphasize that this is a long marathon, you know, in a marathon, you know, a couple miles can be really a lot rougher than others. Uh, and, and some miles can be better. So it's just really about kind of playing the long game and, and focusing on that long-term as, as painful as this is. So, and, and when we say things like long-term, what we're focusing on as your financial planners is the long-term financial plan for you. Um, and what the, the benefit of, of doing financial planning is that we model for years for there to be bad years and the planning software that we use models for, uh, a lot of bad years. And, you know, that's the benefit of running a stress test of a thousand different scenarios and, and making sure that the plan uh, maintains its its success through tough markets. And just like this one um, has been tough, there'll be plenty more 
tough markets ahead and and it's just maintaining the long-term outlook and not getting too um, short-term focused is, is, you know, quite honestly, as easy as it is right now, it's still saying, okay, hey, there's, there's um, uh, silver lining and, and better times are ahead for us. And so, in, and on that point, that's kind of where I wanted to conclude. One of the, uh, an interesting data point that I pulled up over the last few weeks is, um, so since the S&P 500 moved to 500 stocks, back March 4th of 1957, um, it's made 1,184 new all-time highs. Um, And, you know, eventually each time that we've hit a a bottom, it's come back and then created a new all-time high. And, you know, as we're sitting here, we're facing war, uh, not us specifically, but there's there's, uh, global wars, there's sky high inflation, there's concerns around recessions, um, concerns that there's bubbles out there. We've had a, a pandemic that came through, geopolitical events, uh, policy mistakes, and, and just the list goes on and on. And so a ton of reasons to be pessimistic. But the, the key of all that stocks have always come back and eventually they make the new highs. Um, I don't think it, and I think Felipe's with me, there's, there's no difference this time. Um, we will eventually create an all-time new high. Um, businesses always figure out a way, or good businesses, I should say, figure out a way to grow their earnings over a long run. Um, and the current fundamentals are in place for future stock gains, which means new highs will be coming uh, sooner rather than later. Um, and you know the, <laughs> the interesting part of all of that, and this is why we say take the long-term outlook is the stock market seems to be the one place where th- when things go on sale, people want to run away from the store. And so what we're saying is, you know, now is more of a time to be um, either a holder or a buyer of stock, especially when we look three months, six months, 12 months down the road and uh, how quickly things can change. Um, with all that, as always, we thank you for taking the time to listen to this. What we really want to encourage is given some of the, Uh, volatility we've seen lately. If you're having any questions or any concerns around your plan, please feel free to reach out to myself or Felipe or your your financial planner. And uh, if there's anything we can do to be of help, please don't hesitate to reach out. We hope you have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you soon.